0: up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561.
1: Right. The end of the music means the show begins. That's how it works. Welcome to Fifth Street Soccer. I'm Nick Gieber, along with my co-host Kartik Krishnaya. Kartik, there are a number of other things that are beginning other than our show today. The Champions League is one and the draw is out and I cannot remember a Champions League draw in recent memory that has had so many interesting permutations to it, and quite frankly, so many groups that one would consider groups of death. cartic I think we're in for an absolutely cracking Champions League season.
2: Yeah, and I think it just gives you a real sense as to the uptick and the sort of uh, uh, quality we have throughout the continent, both uh, in English football than in continental football. So many mouth-watering ties coming in the group stage. There was a time, Nick, when I said, well, who cares about the group stage of the Champions League? The same teams get out and get to the knockout stage every year. That's when it really starts. But this year is is not like that. And, in fact, we've been moving towards that. The groups have been getting more interesting the last few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've been getting more interesting, and they've been getting more and more competitive, which is, I think, what you and I really mean when we say interesting. Um, And part of it is that we're not seeing these sort of no-name teams from Eastern Europe – and i'm not talking about red star belgrade who's a you know classic team that won the champions league i mean you, you know as sort of there was a time in the champions league where a lot of teams that should have been in the europa league uh, sort of were landing up in the champions league and we're not seeing that it really is the European Super League that I think people are thinking they want to see. Uh, I don't know why we need to do something else. It's right here. Look, we've got so much to talk about. We're going to break down the group stages, take a look at who's who, who's where, some really possible, uh, some uh, exciting matchups that we've got. We're going to take a look at those. Plus, a couple of Premier League matches we're going to crack open for the weekend. I know it's a little early, but typically tomorrow when we run down all ten games, we, we don't really have enough time to get into these. We're going to get into Newcastle-Watford at St. James's Park. And we're going to get into the North London Derby at the Emirates. That's Arsenal-Tottenham Hotspur. We've got to give these matches uh, a little bit of time as we get into them. Look, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on the Sports Byline, uh, Sports Byline Network or uh, iHeart, tune in. Sirius Award-winning Sirius XM app. We welcome you to the show. I also would like to welcome Kerry and our future featherweight boxing champion, Jesse Anglin. Uh, hope you guys are listening. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be back with more right here on Fifth Street Soccer. When is a pencil more than
3: a pencil? When it takes me from art class to gallery walls worldwide, Staples is your back to school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. Come in store this week for great deals under one dollar. Staples one subject notebooks are just twenty five cents each, and Staples comp books, Elmer's four ounce glue, and twenty four pack Crayola crayons are just fifty cents each. Staples back to school and beyond. In store only. Offer ends eight thirty one nineteen. Limit five on Elmer's glue. Limit thirty on notebooks and crayons while supplies last. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! Time to switch to Hefty Ultra Strong trash bags. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, Hefty, Hefty! They're our best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad ForceFlex, where sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm and Hammer Odor Control. Also available in heavy duty black bags. Hefty, Hefty, Hefty!
0: That's 800-403-5912.
3: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491.
1: Welcome back to the show, Fifth Street Soccer. Well, (laughs) Nicky Brankartic-Krishnaya here with you. We mentioned uh, in the last segment, it is a new season of the Champions League. It is upon us, and it's not just a new season in the Champions League that's upon us. It's also a new season in the NFL. Antonio Brown's on the Raiders, LaVon Bell's with the Jets, Odell Beckham's in Cleveland. But the one thing that hasn't changed... Well, that's where I'm putting my money down on all the games. That's mybookie.com. It's the place to bet on football every weekend, and allow me to say they take you can bet on the Premier League right there at mybookie.com as well. Because mybookie.com, they are better bonuses, more prop bets than any other sportsbook. Period. I recommend them. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. The first place is guaranteed to win at least a hundred grand, and it costs only a hundred bucks to enter. All you gotta do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I know I could use that money, Kartik. I'm sure you could as well. Now, go to my bookie, sign up, uh, sign up for the super contest or the season. If you do that, they'll double your first deposit. That's up to a $1,000 first deposit bonus. If you use the promo code five street. To activate the offer. That's visit mybookie.com. Visit online. Go today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code 5Street. That's 5-S-T-R-E-E-T. When you create your account to claim uh, the bonus. That's uh, mybookie.com. Bet, win, and get paid. And you know what, Kartik? I'm going to do that because they take all sorts of lines on Champions League, on Premier League, and... uh, Good stuff. Anyway, let's get back to the Champions League, Karthik, because that's what we're talking about here. I'm just going to read down the group stages. Give me your initial impression. So Group A, I love this group, by the way. This makes me smile. PSG, Real Madrid, Club Bruges, and Galatasaray. Yeah, I, I guess it'll be
2: PSG and Real Madrid. Galatasaray is known to create some trouble in yeah. Champions League, and they have some very good veteran players. Uh, but I just think that, that uh, PSG has to do well in this tournament this time.
1: Don't they just?
2: And obviously, Real Madrid, although, you know, who knows? Maybe, I mean, this seems inconceivable, but maybe Real Madrid finishes third in this group. <laughs> I, I think PSG will get out of it. I'll
1: say PSG and Real Madrid. Well, you One know, two, it's it's it's, it's funny. Um One would think so. I mean, but when you go to, what is it? It's now, it used to be the Ali Samien, right? But it's now the Turk Telecom Stadium. I mean, when you go to Istanbul to to play, I mean, that is a highly charged environment. That is no fun. I mean, if you think uh, going to uh, Anfield or Old Trafford or the Bernabeu or Camp Nou to play is tough. I mean, try going to what is now the Turk Telecom Stadium. I mean, that's an awful place to go, not because the facilities are bad. Just as a visiting team, really, you talk about the 12th man. That is very evident there. I'm not saying Galatasaray are going to get out of the group. I don't believe they are. But they can act as spoilers, and they can make it very, very unpleasant. And remember, if teams in the Champions League are having a torrid time in their domestic league, in other words, no one's running away with it. I don't think anyone's going to run away with it in Spain, by the way. Um, Yeah. And they have a very tough group stage in the Champions League. It really adds to the fatigue factor as the tournament goes on.
2: Yeah, that might be the excuse Real Madrid has made the last few years when they've done well. well not last season, but prior to that, they were doing very well in Champions League, but they never seem to be uh, met, matching that uh, level in uh, in the domestic league, in La Liga. I mean, in fact, they finished behind Atletico Madrid uh, as many times in the last uh, six years as uh, as they finished ahead of them, uh, believe it or not, in La Liga, specifically.
1: You know, I'm going to ask, uh, get your take on a couple of things, because I I certainly have my opinion about this, by the way. But for me, this is the last hurrah for the PSG and the Juventus experiment. This year is the last hurrah for the PSG and Juventus experiment. Big money spending, massive player signing approach to success. Juventus, were going to get to them in Group D. They, they couldn't have drawn but, a worse but, group. But you know, I, I ask you, Kartik. I mean, is this is this is this kind of the chips down this season for them?
2: For both those clubs, yeah. I think uh, I think quite frankly, uh, they both probably have to win the Champions League to keep the spending going up, uh, certainly Juventus does, for sure. Maybe a PSG can restore a little bit of pride and get to the semifinals or finals, and, and they don't quite get over the hump. Uh, you'll still see the sort of uh, lavish spending. Now, this PSG project now uh, began in 2012, I want to say, or 20, the 2011-12 season, maybe even. So it has been a long time, and it seems like they're regressing. Right. The last few years, I mean, those first few years, they at least got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. The last three years, they have not gotten through the round of 16, albeit there have been some strange things that have happened. Uh, obviously, the, 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 the stodgy penalty that went against them, of uh, Manchester United last year, uh, the Barcelona turnaround two, two seasons ago when, uh, uh quite honestly, there were some very strange calls that aided uh, Barcelona's comeback I know still you shouldn't blow a 4-0 lead but there were some very odd calls that allowed Barcelona to win that second leg 6-1 in advance but I I think PSG's gotta they they have got to make a statement this year in Champions League if they don't Thomas Tuchel will be sacked and I think some of the spending will be reined in
1: well well answer me this question Kartik I mean PSG play in league one which is a, which is not an A tier european league. I mean the bottom line is it's not England, France, Germany, Italy, Spain. It's not one of those I four. Mean, pardon, pardon yeah, me, yeah, it yeah. is yeah. France. It's not England, Spain, yeah. Germany, Italy. It, it, it's yeah, a tier yeah. below that. Um it's obviously a tier above, you know, a lot of the 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 the, the Belgian league and the, and, the, and the Scottish Premier League and so it's kind of like an A minus or a B tier. B- what on right. earth are QSI doing there, putting that sort of money into them, if they're not generating the success? Would they not have been better off ploughing that money in? And I just use I'll come out with a crazy name. I mean. Coming in maybe and buying Chelsea from Roman Abramovich, or putting that money into buying Newcastle from uh, um, from uh, Mike Ashley. I mean, you know, wouldn't wouldn't that have been a better use of the funds in a higher profile, bigger money league? Because I can't imagine they're generating that they're able to generate that much revenue at PSG.
2: Yeah, but I I think um, ultimately the decision was made because the team was in Paris. And uh, the the idea was that they would be able to attract these great footballers because they were in Paris and the sexiness of being in Paris. Now, at the same time, uh, you have to look at the fact that that league prior to PSG keeping the scales had tended to be. A decent league. Leon, made, you know, Leon, several years in a row, were, 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 they never won the Champions League, but they were a, a formidable force. They knocked out Real Madrid a couple times in the knockout sure. stages. Yeah. It seems since PSG's investment went into Liga or went into PSG, uh, the, uh, the QSI investment went into PSG, the other uh, French teams just were like, well, we can't compete anymore. So uh, well, I'm going uh, to, we're I'm not gonna, going to.
1: I'm going to tell you why, Kartik. I'm going to tell you why the investment went into PSG. I mean, it, it, there's two names there's one guy who's the president was the president of france at the time who was uh, sarkozy yeah sarkozy right and, and the other guy the was Michel yep. platini okay platini. yeah because uh, first of all psg was sarkozy's team yeah qatar needed the um qatar needed the vote of Platini. They needed Platini to throw his vote to Qatar for the 2022 World Cup. And so how did they do it? Well, they came in, they bought the team, they'd be in sport, invested in the rights of Ligue 1. Uh, It was a big money, completely, you know, corrupt transfer. And we're running out of time. We're going to get to this on the other side of the break. And so that's why they did what they did. Forget the sexiness of France. Come on. If France had, thro- had said uh, before they would have voted for Qatar, they never would have invested in France. All right, we're going to have to go to break. We'll come back. I'll pick up my, I don't know, my jaded outlook on the world. Kartik will pick up his Pollyanna viewpoint, and we'll, uh, together we might meet after the break. We'll be right back.
0: That's 800-984-4207 Are you an
4: active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words. your profits in less than 10 minutes a day and if you call right now you can test drive our amazing vector vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95
0: 800-584-2519 800-584-2519 800-584-2519 that's 800-584-2519
1: All right, welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Eber and Kartik Krishna with you. By the way, find us on Twitter. We're at Fifth Street Sports. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. If you'd like to give us a call in the studio, we'd love to hear from you at eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. 878 7529 That's 800-878-PLAY. Uh, we are talking about the Champions League draw. Kartik and I uh, have gotten into a, I don't know if it's a disagreement, but a different in view difference in viewpoint about Paris Saint-Germain. Um, you know, Kartik, I would not be surprised that if they don't have European success, and by success I mean that trophy with the big ears, they're lifting it above their head and the champagne is flowing and the, the wives and girlfriends are all, you know, doing their thing, um, if they don't have that level of success um, – Come next year, the end of next year, QSI are going to sell PSG because they're not going to need them anymore because the World Cup will have already had been held in Qatar. That's what's going to happen, Kartik. Mark my words.
2: I think you're right. I think you might have the time line a little wrong. I think they will sell them uh, as we get closer to 2022. So uh, maybe I, I think. I, I think they, but I think you're, you're on to something there. And I, and they, they got what they wanted out of it. Um, they also uh, were able to promote themselves, promote the country uh, of Qatar, try and look like they were much more benevolent than they, than we know they are. It's a country with a, a horrible human rights abuses. Oh, yeah. Uh, to say the least. Uh, they, they used the club as a window to promote uh, this kind of benevolent, um, very westernized view of Pia, uh, of Qatar, uh, which is not does not jive with reality. But the the mission of the club is is more that than anything, uh, and they were hoping that they would achieve that acceptance through winning a, a bunch of European trophies. That has not happened. Yes, they will move on at some point very soon.
1: I mean, so so I, that's what I'm saying. I think this is a make it or break it year for PSG. Because I'll tell you this, if QSI leave PSG, they will not get another owner that is that well lubricated in funds uh, to back the team. They will not be selling, you know, buying Neymar's at 250 million uh, euros anymore. They will become... Another, you know, the big Paris team in what is a B-tier European League in France and everything. But look, they tried this in Monaco. Do you remember that, Cartic? What's his face came in, put all that money into Monaco and found that, you know, it was pretty crappy there too.
2: Yeah, I think part of the Monaco thing had to do with uh, Liga uh, changing the um, the tax, uh, uh, changing their rules in terms of uh, competition. Since Monaco had this advantage because... We all know you don't pay taxes if you live in Monte Carlo, right? right. So footballers were coming in. They were able to sign uh, – they were able to essentially game the system because the other 19 clubs in Liga all had, under the very kind of uh, heavy taxation burden of uh, France, particularly at the time under Francois Hollande, the socialist prime minister, uh, socialist president, that Monaco was exempt from all those taxes. So once they um, – they they changed the way that Monaco were governed within Liga. It wasn't attractive, and he bailed out. He also had a divorce, I think, was was part of it, and uh, the ex-wife took uh, a big chunk of the fortune. But yeah,
1: the Monaco what the thing ex-wives. I'll tell Monaco, you this, Karthik, they're the ultimate killjoys.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I have to say this though, Monaco was actually closer to winning the Champions League than PSG was, yes. right? They got to the semifinals that one year. They played great football. They got beat by Juventus, but they played great football that season. And guess what? That team was completely broken up uh, that summer, right? I mean, I mean, some of the guys we talk about every week in the Premier League, Fabinho, Bernardo Silva, you go on and on. All came from
1: uh, came from that Monaco team. Well, uh, you know. It's interesting as we look at the chat, because we got into this discussion looking at the Champions League draw, and, and a really, really tough uh, a tough group stage, uh, PSG, Madrid, Bruges, Galatasaray. I'm with you. Uh, PSG, Real Madrid, in what order? I'm not exactly sure. I would like it to be PSG 1, Madrid 2, but that's just because I would like to see a further decimation of Spanish football. Uh, group B, Bayern Munich. This is, a, this is a tough one, too. Bayern Munich, Tottenham Hotspur, Olympiakos and Red Star Belgrade. And, and I'm telling you, Kartik, if Tottenham keep playing the way they're they're playing, it's going to be Bayern Munich and maybe Red Star Belgrade or Olympiakos coming out of that group.
2: You think uh, it's not fun to go to Galatasaray, which it isn't. Go to Red Star. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is the, this is the one, this is the un- unbelievable thing. I hate to bring this up. Maybe I bash people around U.S. soccer too much, but people who are MLS fanboys and apologists for U.S. soccer say, Oh, you know, these Western European clubs and these Western European national teams, they never have to go to El Salvador or Honduras. Do you know how tough that is? I said, yeah, I know. Germany had to go to Ukraine. I mean, had to go to, uh, to Zagreb. You think that that's fun? I mean, I, and not only is it not fun; those teams are actually capable. If you go to Zagreb, you're playing Croatia. If you play to right. go to Kiev or Donetsk, you're playing Ukraine. You're not playing El Salvador or Honduras. So that's just one of my favorite things because, again, it'll be the same thing where some American will say, "Oh, you know, if an MLS team went to Red Star, if they went to Belgrade, they'd win. Sure, they would. That's a that's an extremely tough place to play. Yeah, I, Spurs worry me because remember the year Spurs were in a group with Monaco and. Uh, uh, someone from Germany, maybe it was bayer um and they just they got wiped out in the group stage. Do you remember yeah. that? That was yeah. under Pochettino. Granted, they were playing their, their games at Wembley. They didn't have the new stadium. But they finished third or fourth in that group. That could happen again here.
1: All right. Uh, let's go to the next group because um, your boys, Kartik, they woke up from a wet dream and realized they were actually in it because they get for Group C, Manchester City, Shakhtar Donetsk, Dinamo Zagreb and Atlanta. Now, admittedly travelling to Donetsk or, or Zagreb is not fun. But, you know, right. City wanna win the Champions League. And and by the way, there's a lot of people that say you know, looking at this group stage, it's kind of an easy ride for City through the Champions League. This doesn't bode well for the Liverpool-City matchup. You know, this doesn't bode well for Liverpool because, you know, City aren't going to have that tough of a of a group stage. I actually think it's the other way. This is a good draw for Liverpool, if you want to think domestically, because of some of this absolutely nightmarish travel that Manchester City going to have to do going to D- Donetsk and, uh, and Zagreb. I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse if you then want to turn around and play in the Premier League league on a sunday
2: yeah i'll also say that manchester city in champions league has had a history of not faring well against teams from bigger leagues that uh that will play open football like they do so uh we saw their trouble with leon last season uh and that was real trouble we've seen them have trouble with hoffenheim and marissa gladbach in the past atalanta for me it was one of the best teams to watch in Europe last season. I'm not saying they were one of the best teams in Europe, but they were uh they played more open football. It's funny because there's this View particularly among fans of La Liga, fans of Spanish football, that oh, Italian football is so boring, it's so defensive. I see more teams that play open football in Serie A than I do in La Liga. Listen, that's that's just conversation. Yeah, but that's
1: just a holdover from the Catanazio era, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they
2: like to stereotype, right? Spanish fans of La Liga like to believe that that's the best football in the world, and they stereotype all these other leagues. The Premier League is long ball. The German league is 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 bone crunching defensive thing, which it's not at all. that Italy is boring. It's Catanaccio Atalanta is a fun team to watch. Uh, they finished fourth in Serie A. Uh, really stunned a lot of people by moving by doing that with a veteran team. So I like City to to, to finish first. I, I, I guess maybe I'm going for the sentiment here and saying Atalanta second. Logically, you know, it's usually Shaq Tardin at stage sure. usually makes knockouts. But, but it is a tough but group. But I'm going to go
1: with Atalanta. But would you not, would you not agree with me, Kartik, that even though we all expect City to come out on top of this group, this is not a tough group because of the travel. And, and you know, Pep Guardiola, given his failures to, to this point in the Champions League, he is going to not take any chances with this group stage. He is going to feel, field a full, a s- squad for these games, uh, no matter who, no matter who they play and where they are, and I think that's well, good yeah, for Liverpool. Yeah, City
2: lost to Shaq- Yeah, s- City lost to Shakhtar a few years ago uh, in the group stage in in, in Ukraine, and uh, a couple of years ago that was under Pellegrini. Well, under uh, the Shakhtar loss was under uh, Pep, but under Pellegrini actually. Seska Moscow took four points off of city right. in the group stage one year. So city's travels to, to Russia or Ukraine have not been, uh, have not been good. I may even remember city getting eliminated by Dinamo Kiev, uh, in the, in the You mean they've not been
1: like uh, Donald Trump's trips to uh, Moscow uh, with uh, the <laughs> hookers and the, yeah, I, and the golden showers?
2: Yeah, they haven't quite had that 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 (laughs) level of success. So I think Pep will take this very seriously. City will win this group, but I agree with you. I think that travel means because Pep will be playing his first team in Zagreb on a Wednesday that when they return for the Premier League game on Saturday, you might see some squad rotation and some points dropped.
1: Yeah, right. That's exactly my point. Exactly. Uh, Let's talk about what I think is by far the most difficult group. And and there are two other groups that are not to be trifled with here. Uh, But this one is just, I mean, we talk about Juventus having really, this is their last shot. I mean, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Bayer Leverkusen, and Lokomotiv Moscow. Kartik, every match day is going to be a cracking Champions League match day in Group D.
2: Yeah, I feel bad for Lokomotiv. I, I know they're pretty good, but the other three teams, I think, are much better. Uh, Leverkusen, really good going forward under Pete Bosch. Uh, I think they got a shot to get out of this group. That might sound crazy. Uh, Atleti, uh, Atleti should win this group. Juventus, uh, get Juventus, Juventus have to win the group. But I'm no, saying Atleti yeah. are probably the better team. I,
1: I, I don't know. This, this is the toughest group. This is a great group. I this agree. is a mouth-watering yeah. Group, I mean, really, we have been treated to some absolutely spectacular groups. And if you thought this group was bad, there's two other groups that I want to talk about. We're going to talk about the rest of them when we come back on Fist Soccer. Plus, we promised we'd look at a couple other matches. We'd look at the Watford, uh, the Newcastle-Watford matches in James's Park and the North London Derby. We're going to have time to do all that when we come back on Fistry Sports. Hope you'll stay with us. By the way want to make sure that you remember that we're with you weeknights, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We talk the beautiful game. We hope you will make us a regular part of your week because we absolutely love talking the beautiful game with you. All right. We're going to take a break and be right back after this.
2: I guarantee you there's no problem.
3: Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The A.C. just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They
4: match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use.
3: Nice. I'll check it out.
4: Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor.
3: Hi, honey. Just picked up the kids. First week
4: of school done. Maybe we celebrate with Chili's 3 for 10. Windows up or down, Sammy? Yeah, they love the crispers. And... Hey, sweetie, let's practice food later, okay? Thank you. All right, got to run. Riley, stop holding your breath, buddy. Riley! Okay, love you. See you at Chili's. It couldn't be easier with Chili's 3 for 10. Starter entree and drink, always just 10 bucks. With your favorite entrees like hand-battered chicken crispers, our Just Bacon Burger, and more. Together, we Chili's. Available at participating restaurants only. Prices may vary in Hawaii and Alaska. 800 439 800-439-7851, 800
3: 439
1: All alright welcome back to the show. Sex and drugs and break soccer and on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network would Network. Yeah, I'm having trouble talking today. Network and of course Sirius XM two eleven, Dan Patrick Sports. You might be surprised to hear that I am not in fact Dan Patrick. And if that's what you were expecting, I'll, I'll you know, ask Dan for the refund. I'm sure he'll ship it to you right now. And by the way, my co host, his name's Kartik Krishnaya either, and that couldn't be further from Dan Patrick. But we're happy to be on his network, and we do talk the beautiful game Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. By the way, immediately following this uh, this show, uh, we have um, a Sports Byline USA, which uh, features the legendary Ron Barr. Next week, Ron is going to be in Korea, where he's out there visiting the troops. Uh, go to Sports Byline USA. Go to the Sports Byline website. Check it out. And be sure to tune in next week to Sports Byline USA with Ron Baal live from Korea. All right, uh Kartik, we are talking about the Champions League draw, which was today. We've got as far as Group D. Did we give uh Juve, Atletico, Bayern, uh, Leverkusen, and Locomotive Moscow their due? Or do you think there's a bit more there? Because as far as I'm concerned, the big money spending experiment at Juve, the, uh, the, the dollars and euros spent at Turin, this is put up or shut up time. Who cares about winning the Scudetto? It's the Champions League, and they need to do it. And you know how many more years they're going to have of Cristiano Ronaldo?
2: Yeah, one maybe after this. So. I think they have to do it now. Uh, they have uh, Mandzukic, who's aging, uh, Dibalo who hasn't been happy. Uh, there's talk of Gonzalo Higuain being reintegrated into the squad. They have a bloated midfield with seven or eight really good players, but those guys aren't going to all hang around if they're not playing regularly. I think this club is on Tinder hooks. I think they're going to lose a bunch of guys this summer, whether they win the Champions League or not. So they better win it this year.
1: Yeah, they better win it this great year. Well, let's, uh, move along to where my boys, the current holders sit. Group E, Liverpool, Napoli, Salzburg and Ghent. Now, Kartik, you know for me, this is, uh, very, very tough. Uh, Liverpool, my club. I love them with my soul. But my good friend is the owner of Napoli Football Club. So, um, you know, I'm going to hope that Liverpool come out one, Napoli two. And quite frankly, Salzburg and Genk. I mean, Genk is like a, sounds like a venereal disease. I had a yeah, bad case of that once. Genk. <laughs> have you ever had a bad case of Genk? I probably
2: have. Uh, Nick. Liverpool and Napoli uh, grouped again together. Uh, that's, that's interesting because last season they played two really good matches. Yes, they did. And uh, at the end, right, a uh, uh, great save by Allison. Liverpool wins the Champions League. They need that save from Allison in stoppage time at Anfield in the last group game against Napoli to go through. Because if uh, that goal uh, goes in uh it, i i think it was uh drees mertens it's a goal a, a, napoli goes through uh in that group winning that group so uh or finish uh, uh, this this will be good it'll be those two that come out i'll say liverpool one napoli
1: two all right let's move along group f because we also want to get to these couple matches uh barcelona this is a i mean this is a mouth-watering group here barcelona Uh, by the way, I might add, without the UEFA Player of the Year because uh, Lionel Messi didn't win it, Virgil van Dijk did, uh, Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Inter Milan, and Slava Prague. I mean, one would think it should be Borussia Dortmund, uh, pardon me, Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, but don't count Inter Milan out. I mean, you know, this could go, any one of those three could come out in any combination.
2: Yeah, I I, uh, think uh, Dortmund have... uh... An incredible array of of, of of wide players and attacking players, uh, and, and a lot of depth there. Now defensively, they're not they're kind of suspects. So I don't know if that that bites them in Europe, but it, going forward, I think I, this is going to people are going to be angry about this because I know how Barcelona fans are, but uh, because they do obviously have Messi and they have Suarez and Griezmann and they might have Neymar. But I just the the complete nature of Dortmund's attack. Uh, I really, I really think they have the best attacking side in this group. Uh, Inter has got has signed Lukaku. They looked really good in that first match. Uh, Conte is, for me, one of the top five managers in the world. So uh, I like both those teams. Now we know Barcelona always gets out of the group, so it's good, one of those two teams that aren't going to go through. Um, I'll say it's Barcelona and Dortmund. I'll say those two go through. Yeah, I'm going to go Inter, with Inter. Uh, maybe next year. Yeah, what? I'm
1: with you on that one. Uh, group. Gee, I'm just going to mention the names and we'll move along because it's a bit of a who cares group. Uh, Zenit St. Petersburg, Benfica, Lyon, and Red Bull Leipzig. I mean, I'm imagining Lyon going to win the group and, I don't know, yeah. Zenit come after them. But, you know, maybe don't count Benfica out. Portuguese teams are always good. I know absolutely, you know, very little about Benfica at this point because I haven't been following the Portuguese league.
2: Yeah, um, Leipzig's a team I've, I've watched a fair amount in the, in the Bundesliga, and they just seem to underwhelm in Europe. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. So I would say Leon's going to win the group. I'm pretty sure about yeah, pretty that. pretty sure they are. Yeah. I don't know who's going to come second. It could be, I'd say there's a one third chance for all three of them. Let me tell you who's going
1: to come second, Kartik Cannon fodder. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> whoever's going to come second is going to be murdered. Who by ever? Whichever the winner. Yeah, they're going to they right. end up
2: getting Barcelona or Liverpool yeah, in the exactly. Next round and
1: All right, Group H. Good. Now this is this is a really exciting group. Um, this is another group of death. We actually have, I would say, four groups of death here. Really, if you think about it, uh, it's a lot of death. By the way, I mean, you know, I try yeah. to be more positive, but that's the way it is. Uh, group H: Chelsea, Ajax, Valencia, and Lille. And let me tell you the beauty of this group for me, Kartik, first of all, is that, uh, you know, Chelsea have reached the knockout stage of the Champions League 14 times of the last 15 appearances, number one. So their track record is superb. The youth in Group H, this is almost like under 20. This is more like, you know, watching four (laughs) under 20 teams go at it. I mean, it doesn't get better than this, does it?
2: No, I, I think, though, you you might be looking at teams that are not very well, that not very seasoned. Also, Ajax are going to go pretty deep. Uh, I well, went pretty deep in last yeah, year's Yeah, but they tournament. got rid of the
1: team. It's a completely new yeah, team. Yeah, right. I so mean, I don't yeah, think, right?
2: yeah, I misspoke there. They're not going to go. I, I don't think they're going to get out of this group this year. Uh Valencia have a solid team. Yes, they they're do. They're very young also. Yeah, I, I think it'll probably be Chelsea and Valencia. Yeah. Yeah, and keep in mind, Lil qualified with uh, with Pepe, their best player, who they've sold to Arsenal. Right. So
1: I don't think they're quite as strong as last year. So I'll yeah. go, I'll go Chelsea in the once here. Yeah, they got their Pepe cut off. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move along, shall we? Let's talk about a couple of matches that uh, I actually, I actually gave out some uh, predictions here on uh, Picks and Parlays Radio, which, by the way, you can hear at one p.m. Pacific time, four Eastern, on the Sports Byline Network, Monday through Friday. Um, the, they're actually interested every now and then in the Premier League, which is which is great. But I gave out a couple of matches. Uh, talked about the Newcastle Watford match at St James's Park, and you know, Kartik, I was looking at the odds, and I'm just going to go to my bookie right now and look up the odds here for this match where it sits right now. Remember, this is at St James's Park, uh, and I believe they are not posted. They should be. Hold on, I'm looking at the odds for. Oh, here we go. Um, this is at St. James's Park, isn't it? Or is this at – did I get the home? This is at St. Wrong? James' Park. Yeah, it is.
2: No, no, it's at St. James'
1: Park. Okay, yeah. Well, they, they have it reversed in my bookie because they're not an, an English site. Okay, so Watford, Newcastle. Yeah. So Watford are plus 185 uh, on the money line. Uh, Newcastle are plus 148. Obviously, Newcastle, the shading uh, favorites there. But at the time that I saw this, and right now there's great value here on the draw, a plus 224. Can't take both these. I mean, neither of these teams are scoring any goals. I mean, right? I mean, Watford have scored one goal all season, and Newcastle have scored two. Uh, The goal is two and a half. You'd almost have to take the under on this game. But I don't know how you feel about this game. It's kind of one of these things. Javi Garcia has to win this game, I think. Otherwise, he's likely to get fired in short order. And on the other hand, Steve Bruce can't afford to sort of take a step back. Uh, And I think at home, the Newcastle fans are going to be absolutely torrid about this, uh, particularly after that – where they they lost – they beat Arsenal away, right? And uh, I don't know. They beat Spurs Spurs. away. Pardon me, they beat Spurs away. Yeah, they lost at home to Arsenal the opening day of the season. Uh, I think the – and that was the last – that was the last home game. So I think the fans are going to be ready for something – but on the other hand, I think Watford, if they get behind, are going to fight to come back even without Troy Deeney. I like the draw, Karthik, 1-1. One, one. How do you feel?
2: Yeah, I, I think that, that's, uh, that that sounds about right. I think uh, just Watford are going to be desperate for a result Uh Normally, you used the term "cannon fodder" earlier. That's what Newcastle are, but I think Newcastle's playing with some degree of confidence. By the way, after they fell behind Arsenal in that last home match, and it was a day with protests from fans about Mike Ashley continuing to be in in in, uh, uh, in ownership and Rafa Benitez being run off, uh, they played pretty well. They kept possession really well after they had uh, the uh, after they fell behind. So I think. Um, 1-1 one, one sounds about right, and, and uh, for Watford, they don't have Troy Deeney. They're going to really need their midfielders to step up, Decorey yeah. and Hughes in particular.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. We we both agree 1-1. One, one. Now, the other match, you and I might disagree on this one, Kartik. We're talking about the North London derby. It's at the Emirates. <clears throat> I like to draw on this one too, Kartik, and, I, and I'll tell you why, because in my in my experience, these derbies more often than not will end in a draw uh number one number two is you know Arsenal can't defend their way out of a paper bag and I'm not sure that Spurs really are all that great defense I don't know what's going on with Spurs I mean whatever's going on with Spurs is going to take a psychiatrist to figure out I mean there's some serious serious issues going on at Spurs um and let's be honest. There's going to be goals because any team that has David Louise, you know, anchoring their defence, is going to give up a ton of goals. So I'm thinking this is a two-two draw, Kartik. I I don't think Arsenal are going to let themselves be beat at the at the Emirates, and I don't think Spurs are going to let themselves be beat because uh, after the last result, well, obviously they they lost to Newcastle in shocking fashion. Uh, there's so much pressure heaped on them. The pressure's both ways here. This one stinks like a 2-2 draw to me.
2: Yeah, and I I think Spurs defensively haven't been great either uh, this season. I mean, they, they only conceded the two goals against Manchester City, but they conceded a ton of chances. They didn't look good defensively for most of the game against Villa, and then obviously we talked about last week against Newcastle. I agree with you on Arsenal. I um. I'm tempted to say, in spite of the defensive thing, 1-1. I'm agreeing it's going to be a draw, but maybe uh, it'll be 1-1.
1: Well, the total goals is three, so the underplays is is minus 112. You know, um, I was just thinking as I was looking at these odds, we've got a couple of minutes to fill here. Um, Boy, how the mighty have fallen, Kartik. I'm going to give you current odds at mybookie.com. Man United, Southampton. Man United, a plus 106 on the money line okay and i think are they they're away at southampton right yeah there are some, right there are some areas right they're away correct yeah, yeah. um plus one o six southampton are plus two only plus two fifty two i mean two years ago that would have been uh united would have been minus you know one ninety and Southampton would have been you know plus sixty three thousand <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. that is, if, if there's ever an indicator of how far a team has fallen, uh, that's it right there. The, when the bookies when the bookies spit in your face, that's when you know you've got real trouble.
2: Yeah, especially against the Southampton team that isn't even at the level they were a few years ago either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they in the top half consistently, and they're now fighting relegation every year.
1: Right. So, anyway, um, tomorrow... For those of you that don't know, our Friday show is always a complete Premier League preview. Tomorrow, we're going to get into all ten games in the Premier League. We're going to give you our incredible professional pundits, prognosticators, prognostications for you to place your hard-earned money on or just enjoy the games. Uh, But we will go through every single match in the Premier League for you tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. All right, uh, we are going to uh, step aside, I think. Yes, we are. We're going to step aside, take a break, because it's that time. And then we'll be back to wrap it up on quite possibly the best show on radio today with the two single greatest radio hosts. I don't care what Dan Patrick says. All right. We'll be right back after this.
0: Want to fly somewhere looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? 8553251780 That's
1: 8553251780 Well, I don't know what it is, but you know, you get sex and drugs and rock and roll twice in one show. Oh. Uh, that must be mean that uh, there's a lot of sex and drugs and rock and roll, though. Oh, mind you, Kartik is my co-host, so it goes without saying. Should play it every segment. Uh, welcome back, <laughs> Nicky, along with Kartik Krishnaya. Uh, Kartik, we have just a couple minutes left in the show, and then very sadly, we have to wrap it up. But don't cry, everybody. Put your Kleenex away, save your tears, because we will be back with you tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern on this very network. Kartik, final thoughts, Champions League draw. Yeah,
2: I think that this is the season where we're going to see the best group stage we've seen in years. I mean, for many seasons the group stage was optional viewing, right? It was very predictable. Maybe there was a group with two good teams, that, but they both advanced. Now we have several groups with three teams, uh, only two of which will advance, three really good teams. We have one or two groups with four really good teams. It's going to be a fun Champions League tournament.
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, you can just look at – you know, sometimes you look at these Champions League draws and you just say, oh, you know – I'll start watching when we get to the knockout stage because this is all so very predictable. But there is nothing predictable about this group stage draw. Uh, And maybe that is a mirror on the competitive nature of European football in general. Uh, We talk about the Premier League and La Liga and Serie A. But, you know, the gap is closing despite the fact the Premier League, in my opinion, the best league in Europe. But there are teams coming out of these other leagues that can compete with any team any day. And we're seeing that. That is why the Champions League is very much the European Super League that everyone's talking about. All right, Kartik, we'll be back tomorrow. Are you ready tomorrow to do our big uh, Premier League preview? Yeah, I am, and
2: I'm looking forward to talking about all these matchups, including the North London Derby.
1: All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, on these very networks. In the meantime, find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. Find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash 5th Street Sports Talk. And where you can find us, well, you'll find us at the pub because that's where we're headed now. Have a great night. Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest
4: names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA coming up next on the Worldwide
3: Sports Byline USA Network.